This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. It's hard not to add a side of hot, crispy hash browns to your favorite McDonald's breakfast. It's even harder not to eat said hash browns before you get home. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is your typical radio ad while eating a Crunch Bar. This is Automatic of Auto's Used Cars. This weekend only, we're having a whale. Bring the kids. See for yourself. It is huge. Going to make a big splash. No other dealer can say they have... A whale like this. When things sound dull, turn up the fun with Crunch. Hello and welcome to Like-Minded Friends. And we are back in the studio. We're in a studio. Oh, my name's Tom Allen. My name's Susie Ruffle. We're so glad to speak to you again. We've even got a studio with chairs. We've got, it's so much big. We're in a, like, TV studio. Yeah. We're like, we could green screen in here. Yeah. Like there could be a monster behind you that we could green screen in. But oh. the audience wouldn't see it because this is only audio. But the thing about audio is you can do that in the, in the mind, can't you? That's the drama There's a huge it. monster behind Tom. Oh, my God. Oh, and there's mm. some of Tom's acting skills. See, that was some great acting, wasn't it? I put a picture up yesterday on Instagram. Oh, go on. That's the end of the story. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah good story. Right? I no, love Instagram. And um, it was of uh, me in front of a picture of Alec Guinness because I thought I'd show my more serious acting side. So the people that were sort of going through your Instagram could go, oh, maybe I should cast him in some sort of No Coward in the West End. Yeah, maybe I should. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he, he could be in Bly Spirit. Maybe he could be in some sort of. Or yeah, Murder on the Orient Express. Oh, which I still haven't seen. I've heard it's dull. Have you? Yeah. Interesting. Do you know, I really <laughs> like the David Suchet one that he did recently for the TV. I thought that was the. I thought that was. Really I like David Suchet. I like him on Classic FM. Tom, do you know I've started listening to Classic FM? Is that David Suchet or is that John Suchet? I think it might be John. Is that his brothers. brother? Yeah. Right. But they have obviously similar voices. Like Tim and Jeremy Vine. Yes, which nobody ever remembers until no. you tell them. Yeah. I'm always fascinated by that. But the post has been performing quite badly. On oh, Instagram. I am sorry, Tom. And there was a time when I like thought Instagram had crushed, uh, crushed, crashed. Because I, you had to re. I reset it because I was like. This, this photo isn't getting very many likes. So I put it there. And then I did reset it and I got like an extra two likes. It's been a real disappointment, actually. This week's episode is brought to you by our friends at Casper. Now, Casper make the most outrageously comfortable mattresses in the world. And what they do, which is the sort of slightly unusual thing, is that they sell them directly to consumers. So you don't have to go through any kind of middleman. You go directly to Casper and they will give you the best sleep of your life. They are Extremely reasonably priced. And as I've always said, always invest in good shoes and a good bed. Because if you're not in one, you're in the other. Absolutely. So um, it's so good to get a good bed because then you get a good night's sleep. Feel like you're in a hotel in your own life. Oh, I love that. Oh, I do too. Get get yourself some nice sheets as well and really treat yourself. Oh, go crazy with it. Um, Now, if you have a look online, there's over 20,000 reviews and the average rating is 4.5 stars. And so it's quickly becoming the internet's favorite mattress. And remember, if you're not happy, you get a 100-night free trial. So if you don't like it after 100 nights, that's like three months. Uh, you can return it hassle-free. You can get a little discount if you buy 
a, a mattress and you use our special code. You get £55 off toward any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com and using the promo code FRIENDS at checkout. Now, terms and conditions apply. Of course. But um, do go check it out. Check out the reviews. And remember, you get £55 off toward any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com. And I think it's really important to note, again, you get 100 nights free trial. So that means if you don't like, like completely love it, They'll pick it up and they'll refund you everything. So they'll deliver it to you. They'll pick it back up from you. So you lose nothing. But what yeah. you might end up with is... Oh, a fantastic night's sleep. And, and I mean, if you have a good night's sleep, you have a better day, right? Sure. And use the promo code FRIENDS at checkout on casper.com. Uh, terms and conditions apply, but do go and have a look. Do you like social media? This is our theme, by the way, this week. Yeah. Look at us getting right into theme. We're right in a studio. into the theme Guys, right away. Guys, if this isn't your dream podcast, then, I mean, stop listening. Find another stop podcast. Stop listening. Find another podcast. There's bloody don't, loads. Don't go online and review this one badly. Thank you. <laughs> we didn't take that to heart. We promise. We definitely didn't. Um, we corrected the sound quality, though. We know how angry we got about that. But um, the uh, uh, do I like social media? I do and I don't. What do you think? What are your thoughts on it? Well, on the one hand, it's quite useful for work because I'll sort of plug my little gigs and plug my Edinburgh runs and all those sorts of things. And then quite like popping up the odd picture of the cat or something amusing. Sure. That narrative with that cat is going really well. on. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Well, did I tell you about what happened? I took her to the vets. Yeah, and she was on your shoulder. Yeah, so I took her to the vets. She had her bits and pieces out. What do you mean out? She was spayed. Oh, sorry. I because thought... she kept getting really horny. Oh, my goodness. I Which is... It. I didn't know it could be resolved so easily. <laughs> so she kept coming around and occasionally, maybe once every two months, she it would be- become like living with someone that was in the sex industry. Wow. She was very up for it all of the time. We're oh. not suggesting that all of it, everyone's always up for it all of the time, but she was very much... Mm gagging for it constantly and I don't know any Toms other than you and I certainly (laughs) don't know any Tom Cats so I couldn't have her you know serviced so I mean it is difficult isn't it I suppose if they're not mixing they're not mixing she doesn't have a dating profile she doesn't she doesn't have opposable thumbs it's going to be it's always going to be difficult there's there's an app that I put on my phone that has like fishes running across the screen and she sort of plays with that so she knows she knows how to use a phone in a way Right, like that <laughs> meme of the cat going, like yes. scrolling through social media. Have you yeah. seen that one? Yes, I have. It's very good. She doesn't do that. But if I put a thing that has fishes going across the screen, she'll sort of put her paw on the fish. Oh. Look, she's a very clever cat, but she couldn't find a mate. And so I spoke to a friend that's a vet, and the friend that's a vet said, you've got to get a spade. So I got a spade. How much? It's like £130, I think. It's not what can you get for £130 these days? Well, some cat ovaries. <laughs> <laughs> Tom's pulling a really disgusted face. Well, here's what happened, Tom. When I took her for yeah. her checkup afterwards, yeah. she was both sick and shat in her carry case. Oh, no. I think she gets travel sickness. Right. Then what happened what was. Those things for her pulse points. Yes, we should get her some of those. Yeah. Um, and then what happened was she then. She did it in one end of the carry case and then she got in to the other end of the carry case and her face was saying, who the fuck is shit in this carry case? Oh. But of course she'd forgotten it was her. She has such a small brain. She's course, a cat. it's so difficult. There's memories. Yeah. There's memories. So then I threw away the carry case, had another carry case, tried to get her in that. She absolutely wouldn't go in there. She was obviously terrified of getting travel sick again. Cool. So instead we went to the vets with her on her lead. She sat in the car next to me, sits on the passenger seat she's like she's a person. Oh, absolutely fine funny. with that. 
Then uh, I take a cushion. She sits on the cushion. What's she the watched... point of a carry case anyway? I think to get her between the car and the... Oh, I think some cats would go mental in a car. But Velma's very much like, no, we're just doing our own thing. It's cool. But then she's like a dog, isn't she? She's yeah. the most dog-like cat you can have. So then I wanted to take her. So I put her in my arms to carry her from the car to the vets. She crawled out of my arms, crawled onto my shoulder and that sat on my shoulder. Do you think she was going to run off? No, I knew that she wouldn't. And she had her lead on anyway, so she couldn't get that far. But she just wanted to be quite high so she could see what was going on. So then I walked down the street. Like a dog, yeah. I walked down the street with her on my shoulder and people looked at me like I was mental. But I got a great forget. Instagram post out of it. People on Instagram love that. Love your lesbian cat lady um, identity. Which is exactly what I am. You know. And you know? We're really proud of you. But... Um, and has the social media response been good? I think it's been quite good. A couple of hundred, I think. That's really good, Sue. Thanks, Tom. I appreciate your support in this. It's so on that ha- on, on the one hand, I think social media is great because you just sort of put out something silly, might make someone chuckle in their day. That's great. it, isn't it? That's how to view it, isn't it? Because I get a bit like, oh, God, should I, what should I put here? Oh, God. Like Twitter and stuff. I'm like, what if I say something and everyone gets offended? What, like, how I much think, do I share? I think, fuck them. Offend everyone. Do you think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, because like- I hate upsetting anyone. I say that, you know, I say that, ah, oh, I don't care. But of course I do because I'm not a psychopath. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's it, isn't it? We all have I really care of... what people think. I really care so much. Too much. Way too much. Way. I care what people think about people that I don't even really like that much. Of course. I had a situation at the weekend with someone that, I, sort of an old friend that I don't really see anymore, that I don't really like anymore. And then I wa- worried that I had come across as rude. And I'm like, why? I think you're a prick. Why do I care if you think I'm rude? I know, we all do that, don't we? Like, I was at a party last night. Oh, okay, Tom, we get it. You've got a very exciting life. Guys, guys, I went guys, to a party. Guys, guys, Tom's been to a party. I was going to have like, a couple of glasses of Prosecco. Sure. Wound up being Absolutely lost. shit-faced. So many. Um, and then at one point someone was throwing popcorn at me. I threw popcorn back. And then they threw popcorn at me. And then I decided it would be more fun to throw a slice of pizza. I mean... Looking back, that doesn't seem like it was that sensible. No, looking back, it seems like it might be a bit of a prick step move. Up, a yeah. bit of a step up. But, what do you think it was a bit of a... But I think no, it was the spirit of the, of the dance. I the think. spirit of the dance was yeah. to throw pizza? Kind of, yeah. Well, there you go. I've never been in a food fight, have you? No, I've never been in prison. Have you not? Oh, that one time. In Turkey. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, so, I, I mean, yeah, I suppose I just worry. I'm like, oh, God. And then in a... In a way, like, should I just, like, share everything and be like, oh, my God, walking down the street today? What a day to be walking down the street, like, one of those people. But then I'm really worried that, like, people will look at me and be like, God, she thinks a lot of herself. Yeah, that's why I'm like, who cares about what I'm doing walking down the street? Like, those people who are like, oh, my God, just getting ready. Like, I could have been on the way here, like, oh, my God, just getting ready to get in the studio with Susie today. We're going to be doing some more podcasts. And then I'm just like, who wants to see that? <laughs> or do people want to see that? Are people like, oh, that's nice. It's a nice little yeah. insight into someone's life. Yeah. Do people want to see that? And then some people seem to be like really good at just like effortlessly doing funny things. But I'm always worried about everything. But I should just worry less is the, is the lesson there. I'm pleased that social media wasn't around when I was a teenager. Oh, my God. Me too. Can you imagine? I, I mean, yeah. Because like I would have found that all quite stressful. I also feel like there'd be a lot of stuff that I could look back on now that I'd really cringe at. Right. Some awful, some awful choices with how much about I was. You go through that phase, don't you, as a teenager? You're like, how much am I meant to share about myself about people? Yeah. Like, you don't want to be too. I like. I sort of liked the idea of being a bit outrageous. Yeah. And I'm just really pleased that none of that is documented. Yeah, me on too. Social media. I used to dress up in Victorian clothing. Well, I know. So. I wish there was more of that view online. Yeah, that's true. I could put some of that on. But yeah, I mean, it's. 
It is. It is. I think it's changed the way we view ourselves and view one another in a way that's quite profound, but we don't really acknowledge. There, I've said it. I, I I think that's very interesting, Tom. Go deeper with that. What do you mean that you're? Are you really aware of how you come across to people? Yeah, in a way that we used to be able to be like, oh, let's just do, do stuff. this thing. And you might like, if it's someone's birthday, you might someone might have a camera, you might take photographs. Now it's like then, photographs all the time. But then you'd put that camera in a drawer, and six months later you'd take it to Boots. Yeah, and, and then like, you'd be I like, oh, really do you remember when it was John's birthday? It's almost his birthday again. Yeah. That sort of thing. Whereas now, I think it's like... And people would pose for one photo because you had 24. Yeah, you didn't... Couldn't keep taking them and taking them and taking them. No, you them. just smiled and hoped for the best. Hoped yeah. you didn't close your eyes. Almost certainly would have. Yeah. Sometimes it would come up and there'd, there'd be a little sticker on the picture. Yeah, it's saying quality like, control. Yeah. I find Saying like, sorry about the red eyes. Sorry about the red eyes. That used to, I mean, a problem for me a lot. But I... But you were always... I was smashed as I a child. I was smashed, always drunk as a child. Always get red eyes in photographs. What's with that? Devil. Must be the Satan within. I find photographs. <laughs> That's a great title for a show for you. The Satan Within. <laughs> the Satan We're In. Um, the, um, I, well, I find photographs unbearably sad as well. Have I told you this? No, why? I can't look at photographs. I find them unbearably sad. What? But you bought me a photograph book for my birthday. Oh, like photographs of like... Other people having other a wonderful time. It's fine. <laughs> the but best like, pictures from Vogue, absolutely fine. Photographs in a wallet. I'm like, oh, that moment. Where has that moment gone? Long gone, usually. Yeah. Where yeah. are they? Are they dead? Sometimes, yeah. And it makes me so sad. So if you saw an old lady with opening a purse and in it she had a black and white picture of a man in a uniform... <gasps> oh, don't. Would you find that unbearably sad? Unbearably sad. And I'd take the wallet, the purse, and I'd throw it away. And then you'd off the lady a slice of pizza. And then I'd throw a pizza at her. In the party spirit. In the party, in the Tom Allen party spirit. Um, so do you, when, do you find the photos around your house? Your mum's got photos around the house of you with hair and whatnot. Yeah, that's what I feel sad about. Mourning my hair. Mourning your hair. There's one, have you got curtains in one of them? Yes. Oh, uh, Tom Allen with curtains. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, they weren't like, I never had like gelled curtains. You remember how boys used to have like, Oh, you know, gelled... my hair is like the perfect length for me to do gelled curtains at the moment. You should do it I did it the other day and Jenny B told me that I looked quote disgusting (laughs) (laughs) and then I left it like that for the rest of the evening because I know it annoyed her why did you look disgusting you wouldn't have looked disgusting oh because I think I look like I look I I was I was also wearing clothes that could have suggested I was in a 90s boy band I was wearing quite a big pair of tracky bottoms (laughs) dungarees (laughs) my my dungarees and then I kept doing poses and I kept singing pray to her the take that song (laughs) and pretending to be in a waterfall well, what I do each night is pray. Do you know what? That Take That musical a few years ago, I really enjoyed it. That. Took mum to see it. We loved it. I love Take That. Yeah, they're not bad, are they? I really like Take That. Mm. I often listen to Never Forget. Never yeah. Forget. It's a great That song. was the name of the musical, wasn't it? And it had it had fire at the end, at the end of the first act. It had um, a, sh- uh, a rain curtain. Oh, I thought, wasn't there a song called Fire? Oh, Relight My Fire. Relight My Fire. That was one that Lulu was in. You yes. gotta be strong enough to hold on through they the night. They children yeah. at the end instead of Lulu. Um, but yeah <laughs> you, she's very short you sure you just weren't confused maybe it was were they going where <laughs> that child has got a very loud voice <laughs> <laughs> and knows a lot about the 60s <laughs> how confusing and I once worked with Lulu's son Clang what what's his name he's a chef I don't remember is his name Lulu no like he's got Lulu in his name no what's her surname Lou <laughs> yeah first name Lou's surname Lou. Louise Lou um I don't remember. His dad was famous hairdresser. Nicky, not Nicky Clark. No, Nicky Clark. Uh, his soon. Paul Mitchell. Lulu at some maybe Lulu at some point was married to a some famous hairdresser. 
Weller, no. Weller. <laughs> like you just stepped out of a salon. Um, hey, I'm sure his dad was a famous uh, hairdresser. Okay. Uh, which, of course, think. makes would, one would assume, but no, no, he was married to Ludo at was one it, point. Was it Nicky Clark? It, I think it might have been. I don't know, but he's Nicky got Clark big hair, hair straighteners, yeah? Yeah. Um, but anyway, I worked with him in a restaurant. Oh, my goodness. I was a waitress, he was a chef. And then what happened? Oh, I spoke to him for about 10 minutes. I think I left shortly afterwards. It had nothing to do with him. Oh, didn't enjoy? No, I just worked there for a really, I waitress for a really long time at a place in Kings Road. Oh, yes. Really posh. Well, and he, he, that was his place? He, well, he wasn't his. He was just like one of the chefs there because it was quite upmarket. That was your like King's Road time, wasn't it? That was my King's Road time when people were really rude to me every single Saturday. Were they? Oh, horribly so. My friend had the same experience when she worked in Peter Jones. People were unbearable. Agency staff as well get treated very badly there. Uh, yeah, it was not, really... not partners. It was really... Um, I remember one time I mean, a, a woman came in and I was doing the barista ring on the coffee machine mm. and as she walked in she came through the door and like did a little ding because it was sort of like an upmarket deli mm. and this one was very like dreadfully posh oh, literally dreadfully literally dreadfully and as she walked in i said oh hi i'll be with you in just one moment and she said excuse me and i said oh i, I said hi i'll be with you in just one moment i'm, I'm, I'm oh, one moment and she said can i please speak to your manager oh my and god and i was like yeah. Oh, yes, of course. Um, I'll get her for you. Can I help at all? And she went, no, you cannot. And she went and spoke to my manager and said that it was disgusting that I had said hi <laughs> to a woman who was like in her sort of 60s and that we weren't in America and that I wasn't American and that I should say hello oh if, I, if my... I want to be someone that works on the King's Road. Oh, my God. And, I, and, then, and then my manager took me to one side and I was like, surely you can't agree with this. She was like, no, I don't agree with it, but I think maybe you should say hello. And I was like, oh, this is bollocks so did you leave i left very shortly after that yeah fuck that fuck that wow. and like me being like hi i would just be a one moment isn't a nice way to, isn't nice than being greeted by someone going hello good morning madam my lady yeah uh, i just and i just thought you absolute twat i bag. bet i bet that she's not actually that posh no i bet she was like thought she was posh yeah desperately right. trying I never to like it around there yeah no neither do i it's no. really wouldn't wouldn't be my, I mean, if I had limitless money, wouldn't be where I'd choose to live. No, me neither. It was just, yeah, oh, there was something about, there were some people that came in that were really friendly. Yeah. Tay used to come in who was very nice. Who's it? Phil from Kirsty and Phil. Wow. I've heard he is very nice. Lovely. Yeah. Very friendly, coming with his wife, I think. Oh, not Kirsty. Not Kirsty, not his wife. So does he live around there? I don't know. Oh. I should have asked him. He knows all about property. I mean, he would know. I feel like that is an area that's very much. <laughs> come up <laughs> I didn't there are many bargains to be had um, but it's um, yeah so that was that was horrible actually what's the worst job you've ever had um, I've had a few uh, you used to cut cake in a golf club didn't you yeah I mean there were parts of that that I really hated it yeah I really hated that yeah just sort of hate, just found it very bleak. Just even though I had to do six hours at the time, it felt like en- it felt like ages. Endless. And then what you pushed around a cake cart. Yeah, I quite liked doing that. Well, but, of course. Um, there were other bits I just found just really kind of not very fun. And then I went to work somewhere else and I loved it. I went to work at my friend's parents' restaurant, Prima Donna's in West Wickham. Oh, yeah. Where I, got, where I learned how to swim. My friend Bree's parents oh, ran yeah. that. And they still do. And it's a great restaurant in West Wickham. I thoroughly recommend it if you're in that vicinity, Prima Donna's. And that was like, suddenly I went from being like quite sort of like, oh, sorry, oh God. And um, 
and then I, I went to uh, I went there. You could be like fabulous and walk around and feel like you were somebody. And they played really cool music and every and it was all about the sort of theater, not the theater theater, but like sort of like making people feel welcome and. Oh, I love like, that about a restaurant. Though. Yeah, that's like, what, why else are you going to a restaurant? Oh my god! So I did a gig this week in Pizza Express. Oh. <laughs> and what was quite funny was there was an Italian table in, and someone said, what, you uh, it's mar- it was a marble table." <laughs> and someone said. Oh, they're like friends with the head of the restaurant. And I was like, don't make out that Pizza Express is some sort of little Italian family-run yeah. restaurant. <laughs> like, they, they know the owners. Absolutely not. Pizza Express, I thought, was owned by the man who owned Kettner's. Oh, is Kettner's it? Restaurant. I loved Kettner's. You and I used to go to Kettner's. Did we go there a couple of times? I feel like maybe there was someone on the old Joanna. Yeah. They, I think they made a bit of a mistake there when they did it up. And I think they should have kept it sort of 60s vibe. It had a very yeah, 60s vibe. Yeah, it had like, a very 60s vibe. vibe, yeah. They did an uh, Oscar Wilde cocktail oh. in there because apparently that was around, like, the. I don't think it was, I don't think it was Kettner's, but it was around the, yeah. in that building, Oscar oh. Wilde used to drink. Oh. And there was a specific cocktail that he liked. Oh. So I always used to have the Oscar Wilde, which I hated, but I really liked ordering. No, do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's the sort of thing I would do. Um, I think they made a bit of a mistake with that because I think they should have kept it as it was. And not try to do it up, but then it closed, and now it's part of Soho House. Yeah, now they're building it into a big Soho House. But Pizza Express, yeah, I think yeah. he set up. Oh, really? And then he opened up, and then I think he sold it, and then he bought it back. At a... So it's not even a bit Italian. Well, I don't know, but I don't mind a Pizza Express. How I like a Pizza that? Express. How do we come to that? Oh, Tom, I worked in a restaurant. It was horrible. Uh, but that, I remember someone being media, horrible. Social media. I don't restaurant. know. I was behind the bar, actually. I pulled oh, yeah. This old git. And you um, pulled the pint wrong. Yeah, or something. Like, had What's too much this? head. Like I didn't like absolutely not or something. Like was really obnoxious. And you're like okay, well. And I was like, you know, and you know when you cle- you you clearly look 19. Like if I see somebody who's young now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Would you mind just? Like, excuse me. Yeah. Would you? Could you do this? Yeah. Or red wine's not meant to be in the fridge. That's sort of carry on. <laughs> I don't know if red wine's supposed to be in the fridge, is it? Yeah. Rather than. No. Yeah. Oh, I hate all of that. Rudeness is such a. Rudeness is something online we just allow. Oh. Haven't I brought it back to the subject? And it comes back. Well, yes, I think that's true. I think there's very little sense of decorum, <laughs> to use yeah. a fashion word, online. Yeah, I agree. People are so rude. Yeah. So rude. And there's no room, I think. The problem I have with social media is, apart from the whole like misinformation thing, which I think is very much a thing about you, yeah, right? of which course. I'm very concerned about. I also think there's no room for any kind of nuanced debate. Like there's no a suggestion, way. like, oh, let's exchange ideas. What's Twitter going to say about this? It's like, this isn't this is not a forum for intelligent debate no. about anything. It's all just sort of people. Just a just lot of it things. seems to be mad people. Yeah, I have no one to talk to. Mad people who just say, yeah, who have no. no so, who are they? Seem to get all this attention all the time. And everyone's like, what's? Oh no, I wonder what Twitter's going to say about this. Like, who cares? I had I had like a weird Twitter argument with a woman. Two weeks ago, and I don't know why I allowed myself to like fall into the, fall into an argument with her. But so I was on the news quiz, clang, clang, radio for it's still available, and um, and I was I was we were talking about the um, the the manager of the uh, the Britain's lioness football team. He got in quite a lot of trouble because he was doing a Jamaican accent okay. at a Nigerian player. Okay. And eventually she sort of said, look, this isn't okay. 
It then went to court. It became a huge thing. But that was the initial issue. Right. And the point that I made, trying to sort of try and, like, as you do with the news, because with any, any sort of satirical comedy yeah. show, it's yeah. so hard at the moment. The news is so consistently bleak. Yeah. Trying to find anything funny when you're yeah. doing a show that's topical yeah. is near impossible. Yeah. And so I just made the point, I think anyone that's white... As soon as you're putting on a Jamaican accent, never assume it will go down well. No one's ever going to say, hey, do you remember that funny time <laughs> when you did the accent of someone whose land you stole once? Yes, so I was yes. sort of making that point. Then this woman got in touch and said, what you haven't considered is that there are white people in Jamaica with Jamaican accents. No, you're just like, that's not the point I was making, you <laughs> stupid bint. And then I had to go and I went back and went, no, of course. I think you completely missed the yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Like, I said it's like someone putting on yeah. a voice. And she said, yes, but what I'm saying is you don't understand that there are white people living in Jamaica. And I said, yes, I do. I know there are white people living in Jamaica. Do you live in Jamaica? And she said, no, I live in Kent. I was like, well, what's well, what what you? Yeah. yeah, but it's always Why like, do you like care? That. And so you can't have like, but again, it's not like, like presented it's a topical, in a... Like a satirical comedy show. And Why on earth would you, like yeah. how hard are you looking to take offence? Yeah. If you are someone that's taking offence, as a white person saying... Hey, white people, don't put on accents to people. It might come across as offensive. Yeah, it's but it's exactly, but it's sort of like the way it's presented as well. Like, is her like, um, do you know? Um, I think you should be aware. Like, it's always this kind of like sanctimonious tone. Yeah, like I've managed to get on a satirical panel show. Like, at least assume that I've read a newspaper. You fucking div. How many news, how many ones have you been on? And then I found out what she did for a living because you know how once I hate someone I like to find of course, I scroll everything the about them so that I can hate them in new and interesting ways. Add them on Facebook. Yeah. Add them on Facebook. Find out about their friends. Go around the house. That sort of thing. Speak to them. Speak to them. Slowly to join their choir group. <laughs> Befriend them. <laughs> Eventually get invited to their house for dinner. Then once they put the first course down, Bring let them up. have it. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect, Which is, of perfect, course, revenge. the normal, <laughs> no, very, very balanced, normal, balanced way of as, dealing as with say, Twitter trolls. As you were describing people, <laughs> people online are mad, as Susie says. <laughs> Interesting. But yeah. um, also, we should say as well that when people do, some people on Twitter are very nice, and they are very nice to us sometimes on here. Oh, so, yeah. But um, it's oh, just no, the sort of love... aggression. I think it's the aggression that I find And I love people being playful and silly, and people are, like, poking fun, and, like, oh, yeah. totally. Like, you know, that's totally fine. I just think when people are have clearly got up and thought, I'm going to be nasty. Yes. Or I'm, I, or people deciding to take offence is such yeah. a weird thing, I think. Yeah. Like, how much time do you have? Yeah. I can only take offence at so many things. I've got a lot on. Yeah. I'm trying to go to the gym three times a week. Do you know what I mean? Oh, you're doing better than me. Thanks, babe. I haven't been for ages. Do you think that it's, in the, in the long run, do you, think, do you think, like, my fear is that, like, computers are going to take over. Sure. What, like in the Terminator? Like, I don't think we're that far away from that. Sure. I like, mean, I've not actually seen it because I wasn't allowed to watch it as a child. And now why would you? And now the moment's gone, yeah. It's not really your genre. It's never going to be my genre, like sci-fi. Like, I don't really like sci-fi, and I don't like the way it's foisted upon us. Maybe that's the beginning of the computers taking over, actually. Like, do you I know, don't do you know what I mean? Like, sci-fi. everyone's obsessed with sci-fi, and I'm just like, it's silly nonsense. Stop it. I quite like Stranger Things. Which one is that? Oh, it's like a thing. Uh, it's like a, it's like a thing. I, I'm more like it's set in the 80s. It's sort of a oh. bit quirky. Is it like the X Files? A little bit, I used but to not. The X Files actually. But do you know what I mean? Like sometimes there's like this. Like, oh yeah. Things are so loud. It's like sci-fi. You've got to be into this. Do you like Do you like Marvel films? Do you like Marvel comics? No, I'm do not. Do you like Doctor Who? Why don't you like Doctor Who? Who's your favorite Doctor? Yeah, I don't know. I don't I'm not care. seven. Yeah. Oh, that's going to offend some gays. Mm, that is. Some gays love it. They loads of. I think mainly gays. I like. Actually, I was involved in a bit of that stuff. 
What um, did you like? Um, in that I did um, a, a thing for Big Finish, who do a lot of the audio uh, stories of Doctor Who and the sort of surrounding world. Right. And so I did learn a bit about it. But I, I did quite enjoy it. But I don't, I suppose I'm just like, you know, in the way, the way people are like, you've got to be a massive fan. Yeah. It's like you're never no, enough just of a enjoy, fan. Just enjoy just, what you enjoy. Just enjoy what you enjoy. Sometimes that feels really hard. But oh, so should... I've got a bruise on the front of my head. What have you done? Oh, you were drunk last night. Did I do, have I got drunk bruising? You, I can't see any bruises, but hopefully I'll we'll come out later. Oh, and I put so much of my face oil on before I went to bed. Oh, yeah. So expensive. Yeah. It was like, and I just was like, <laughs> <laughs> all in my I was like, oh, God, like 20 <laughs> quid's worth of oil. <laughs> you look very shiny today. Is that what you were going for? Yes, always. Always. I love a face oil, you know, Suze. I, I, I like a body oil. Do you? What, yeah. How does that work? You just rub it all over your bits? <laughs> Not your bits. No, if anything, I would, like I would keep it bits. away from my bits. Yes. Um, I put it on my shoulders sometimes before bed because I get very achy shoulders. Mm. I'm carrying the weight of the world, don't you know? I was going to say, if you've got that cat on your shoulders, I'm not surprised. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's a very happy cat. Um, oh. But sorry, you were saying computers are taking over the world. I didn't mean to bring it around to face oils. <laughs> <laughs> you can always be sure of one thing with like-minded friends. Mm, we're never on topic. We're never on topic. And... When- you never know what we're going to talk about. When you think about it, the Tin Man, he just wanted some oil, didn't he, for his face? He did just want some oil for his face, and that's very gay. Now he did brought it around to Dorothy. Yeah. A friend of. We should talk about West End Bears, but we can do that. In, how, how are we doing for time? I don't want to overstep the mark on this one. Did you time it? I think we're, we've got a few minutes. Oh. West End Bears the other week, themed around Dorothy. Oh, was it? Yeah. The Ruby Strippers. Do they take off all their clothes except for their shoes? I mean, they should have done that, actually, shouldn't they? But um, it was where basically West End dancers put, do a dance and then take their clothes off at the end. I mean, it's for charity, for the Make Did they get out their bits no, and pieces? No, you didn't. See. It was very tasteful, actually. Very tasteful. It seems like it wasn't if they take off all their clothes apart from... There were lots what of bums. They? It was lots of... It was, uh, it was very much... A bum, bums, a bum fest. A bum fest. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a great call. Tom Allen's bum fest. You should put in your own night. <laughs> That's what they call me at school. Um, and um, <laughs> backs against the wall. Backs against, yeah, I'll get the get your backs against the wall. I told you about that. What? Yeah. A little while ago, I was playing. There's a, there's a comedy club called Ninety Nine Club that Tom and I play quite regularly. It's mm-hmm. very nice. Mm-hmm. But they do a night in Cuba, which is a gay bar in the West oh, End. Yeah. They have they have a night which is not a gay night. It's just an, a comedy night that happens to be in a gay bar. Obviously, gays are very welcome. But a guy came in a little while. It's a while ago now, and he looked like there's no getting away from it. Dreadful. Like, just looked awful. Great. And the boys that work in Cuba are, like, unbelievably hot. Yeah, yeah. Like, almost to the point where you're like, I don't want to see you on my night out. You're yeah. ruining my time. You're yeah. too pretty. Yeah, incredible, yeah. Like, they're, so, they're, they're, they're A, way more feminine and way prettier than me. It's really, really annoying. Susie. And at 10 p.m., they all take their tops off. Yeah, well. Like, they're Cinderella before, and everything disappears. Yeah. <laughs> 10 o'clock, yeah. but, except for, like, a pair of Speedos. <laughs> Lo- love the place, love the club. It's a great club. But um, so this guy came in who was there for the comedy. He came downstairs and I was like, oh, hi. Like, I was hosting and he was on his way in. And I was like, we're just about to start, but like, you know, there's some seats there. Feel free to like grab a quick drink and then we're going to start. And he went to his friend. Oh, I didn't realise this was a gay bar. They keep my back against the wall. And I thought, mate, mate, have a look around. Firstly, clearly everyone, clearly it's all, like the majority of the people in there were straight couples. It's, yeah. Secondly, have a look at the men behind the bar. Like you, oh, yeah. like don't don't you worry, don't be, you worry yeah. your non pretty little face because I know it's sort of like it's funny uh, how that kind of school 
type of attitude kind of pervades with some people. Like, yeah, they, still like carry, they carry it on in their adult life because I guess they don't have any gay people in their life or whatever. Yeah, just like the idea that like he would walk in, this sort of like quite grotesque man. Grotesque, he's become grotesque. Hideous, disgusting man. Well, because now Ogre-like. You know, I'm thinking about him and him saying that. It makes me think that he is ogre-like. And um, that those attractive guys behind the bar that literally must spend every hour that they're not behind a bar in the gym. Yeah. Who look fantastic. Yeah. Would go, oh my God. We've got to go. Look at Les. I mean, it'd be quite ironic if his name is Les. Uh, Look at Les. (laughs) Who's in for the night from South End on Sea with Lovely his time. wife Sheena? Sheena as well, great name. I simply can't control myself. I'm going to have to jump over this bar, <laughs> stop pulling this pint, and rub my oiled body up against him. Like they use oil, but yeah, like Les, don't worry. Les, you're going to be fine. You and Sheena are going to be fine. Yeah, you're right. You won't leave gay. It's yeah. not how it works. It's not. You don't spend two hours in a gay bar watching a straight comedy night. Yeah, you don't. That's not how it... It's not how you catch it. It's not how you catch gay. <laughs> gay. Um, yeah, yeah. You're right, Suze. You're right, but some people are like that. Some they? people are like that. Have you, ever, have you had much gay hate on the Twitter? Uh, occasionally, but I just ignore it. Someone said this to me. With, when I did uh, something, and um, it got some responses, and it got lots of nice ones, but then there were just like people saying, like, oh, something about T-Rex... Or like unfunny T-Rex something. Cause apparently T-Rex is like a thing. Cause you, cause it's oh, because of the camp hands. Camp hands. And I don't think I do that that much really with my hands. But um, I wouldn't care if I, if I did. No. Um, but you just realise like it's so kind of like, they're so like caught up in their own sort of little web of it. But then yeah. I just ignore Someone said to me, if you just ignore it, they go away. Which is true. They do, yeah, because yeah, there's only a finite number of people who of are like so that like like oh my goodness, I must go online and tell people how much I hate them and what I, I must tell them about like yeah. And I had like somebody going like sorry, lovey, just saying gay at the end of a sentence doesn't make it a joke. Hashtag not funny or you know something along those lines. And I was like gay. I was like oh, firstly <laughs> yeah uh, gay. Firstly like, hilarious. Firstly saying lovey is a really gay thing to say. And um, secondly, I don't do that, but I'm going to okay. try it now. Um, and I tried yeah. it and it went really well. So, so um, thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. <laughs> New gags. Yeah, I think, well, it's one of those things as well. People are like, why do you have to keep, keep talking about being gay all the time? And it's like, if I don't talk about it, then audiences sometimes sit there and they're like... Is he going to mention that he's gay? He's gonna, does he know? That's how I feel, because as soon as I start saying, oh, well, I'm dating, the audience will be like, oh... Sorry, what are you dating? Just so we can get our head... We assume yeah. a woman. Yeah. But you can't say, like, oh, I'm in a, you go like, oh, I'm in a relationship. And that you, my partner, you have to... And I think that's, um, that's just natural human nosiness, isn't it? As yeah, well, absolutely. I think, like, you're like, well, what, what are you... What but are you also, I'm like that. I'm like... Yeah, what do you... You know when you, like, when you yeah. meet someone, they're like a friend of a friend and you can't work out if they're gay? Yeah. And they keep using partner and you're them. like... Yeah. Be more specific. <laughs> Yeah. In fact, if they say partner, I'm like, oh, gay. And then they're like, so, yeah. So, Karen, you're like, what? what? Just... Don't use that word. It's very yeah, confusing. It's very confusing. I found it very confusing. My dad's friends started talking about his partner. And I was oh. like, I never realised this guy was... Turns out they're accountants. It's fine. Oh. Very confusing as well. Very confusing. Very confusing. The professions are very confusing like that, aren't they? I've been made a partner. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to be made a partner. Um, but it would be a robot. And that would be my partner. Well, that's something to look forward to. Well, look, computers are about to take over, so don't so worry. It's great news. Great news. Um, so, 
I think that is the end of our... That is the end of our podcast this week. Now, Tom, are you out on the road? Yes. Um, check TomIndeed.com for details. We're going uh, all over the bloody shop. All over the bloody shop. We've got Lime Regis coming up. We've oh, got... I loved Lime Regis last uh, time. That's going to be super fun. It was su- it, yes, it should be fun. And then I've got um, St. Ives in Cam- near Cambridge. Or oh, Cambridge yes. Yes, yes, yes. It's uh, a nice place. I've been yeah, there. In the East Anglia. Yes. Um, and, uh, Ivo Graham and I had a really nice Italian near there. Oh, I'd love to hear where that is. Our friend, our, our dear friend, Ivo Graham, who's a comedian. Oh, Very funny man. lovely. How lovely. Um... So I'm doing a few of those, a few dates. We've added some new dates in the new year. So have a look, TomIndeed.com. And also, I think I was supposed to say this to you, like, as a discussion off air. But um, Flo suggested we do, like, a live Like-Minded Friends when we're both potentially doing Soho Theatre next year. Yes. Now, maybe you would get in touch with us if that would be something that you would be interested in coming to. Maybe send us a tweet or a... We could do it as, like, a sort of thing after our shows. Yes. That would be a lovely idea. Or before. I mean... We haven't spoken to Soho Theatre about this either. So it's great that we're having like the meeting about it on, on the air. podcast. That's social media, isn't it? Everything's out in the Everything's open. Everything's out in the open. Well, let us know maybe if you'd like to come along to let that. And uh, also, you can always get in touch with us at chat to likemindedfriends at gmail.com. Uh, oh, yes. I've got some tour dates coming up and I've got yes. a run at the Soho Theatre in March. Yes. Yes. So you can find out all about that at susieruffle.com. Yes, and uh, it's a lovely website. It's a lovely website. I'm a big fan of me in a tux. I'm going to mm, say it. I don't care lovely. if I sound arrogant. It I wish I could wear lovely. a tux all the time. You should see it. <laughs> uh, but thank you very much for listening to Like Minded Friends. Thank and we you will guys. see you again soon. We'll speak to you very soon on Like Minded Friends. Okay, bye. Okay, bye, 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 bye. Bye, 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 bye,